Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there. Uh, yes, I be your host, Lynn Cullen. I'm uh, operating a little bit uh, with one hand tied behind my back. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, we're moving the paper and all of us are moving this week. Um, at the end of the week, and everything's coming apart at the seams, and I'm not able to get into my Lynn at PGH City Paper email account. <laughs> so if you want to get to me during the show, please uh, do so by going to Cullen Show, one word, at yahoo.com. That I can get up and I can, I can uh, see your... Um, your emails there, cullenshow at, at yahoo.com, because I don't have access to the other. It is a Tuesday. My sister Susan is uh, on the phone, as far as I know. Hello? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Susan. Uh, hello. Hello. I'm sorry. Hello. 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 Um, yeah, just sort of things are starting to melt down here, as I anticipated. <laughs> um. So, I just came upon a story that chilled my blood. Can I share it? Oh, sure. I need my blood chilled. I live in Chicago. Okay. This has to do with a Facebook page of both our Defense Department, the uh, 18th Airborne Corps, the uh, 10th Mountain Division, all of these uh, American uh, military uh, Facebook accounts yesterday, which was, I believe, the 75th anniversary of the Battle, Battle of, of the Bulge. Yeah. yeah. They posted a picture of this glowering commander who fought at the Battle of the Bulge. And they, in the post accompanying the picture, they they said that it was the greatest battle in American history. And then it said about this glowering commander, the fate of his beloved nation rested on his ability to lead his men. It's a Nazi war criminal. Oh, my God. They didn't know who they were putting up. They knew who they were putting up, and they continue to then talk about him. His name was Joachim Piper, an infamous German commander who ordered the massacre of 84 American prisoners of war during the Battle of the Bulge. Why would they put him up? It is a glamorized, colorized photo. They also have the narrative depicting him writing in his diary. You tell me. I don't understand. Well, it says here the back the backlash was swift. Uh critics started posting what the are, why are you glorifying a nazi war criminal called it a, a fanboy piece uh vile disturbing um it, it, i'm just this is something i just found on the washington post shortly after a, a public affairs officer for the army uh criticized the post the photos disappeared um I don't know. Nobody. I am here. Somebody said I'm dumbfounded. What is an army spokesman? It was posted to their page by them. No, they posted it. The army posted it. It was their pages shared on the Defense Department's Facebook page, too. An army spokesman did not immediately return a request for comment. Pentagon officials also did not return messages about this late Monday. So we don't know. 
the 18th Airborne Corps, which I believe is where this began, based in Fort Bragg, did yeah. respond. Some anti-Semite put it up. Did uh, respond to some critics in Facebook um, and said, listen, to this, is this is what the Army wrote from Fort Bragg when they saw the critics. Sometimes in movies, the movie will create a sense of tension by introducing a bad guy. It's a technique of effective storytelling. Yeah, but they weren't calling him a bad guy. They were calling him a good guy. They weren't calling him anything, but they were, they were saying, yeah, they were talking about him like he was a good guy. Um, right. This guy was so horrible. Uh, I mean, he massacred American prisoners of war. And then the Air Corps, our Air Corps replied, they also have this. He, speaking of the Nazi, he had a good first day. Not really his fault that the initial push failed in the north and center, as we'll see tomorrow. So they, they're like doing this, what, serialized narrative of the battle, but doing it from his fucking point of view and in a well, now, in a now deleted tweet the unit this is america's unit the fort bragg unit called the nazi a terrible person but an effective leader and that he rocketed through the ranks during the war racking up medals and promotions well sure because he was brutal and killed anybody in you know, just what a Nazi would want, not someone an American would glorify. What the hell? And then the 18th Airborne assured the people that were freaking out, look, this is just the first day of a continuing series. Closer inspection shows that the photo is colorized by a guy named Tobias Kurtz, who is a known Nazi fanboy he's yeah, I, I mean you know they can say whatever they want they got someone who's a nancy fanboy to write this and 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 you know they're all flashing i mean you saw the thing at the army navy game with yes. them flashing you know yes uh white nationalist symbols i mean you know people need to understand anti-semitism is out and Susan, you're as strong as ever. Susan, you're you're in and out a little bit. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why either. I'm I'm okay. on my landline. Uh, and then the, well, the Washington Post goes into talking about all of these white nationalists that are that are in our armed forces. Uh, a doctor serving in the Army Reserve became the subject of an internal investigation when it was revealed he was connected to. Uh, the white nationalist hate group identify Europa. Um, but what... Don't ask me to explain. This is the country we live in right now. This is where we are. Well, and, this... and they probably don't see anything wrong with it. Well, the, the guy... Uh, <laughs> On the 75th anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge, our our military posts this glamorized. Yeah, he looks like a like an actor almost. This oh, that handsome guy didn't read that. Is that what that was? That handsome young man? Susan. No. Yes. And there it is, posted on the Department U.S. Department of Defense Facebook page. A Nazi fucking American killing war criminal on the 75th anniversary of Battle of the Bulge and talking of him in a way that he sounds heroic. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, oh my God. Vile and disturbing. Army unit marks Battle of the Bulge with picture of Nazi. Yeah. He looks like, you know, some Hollywood actor. Yeah. He's handsome, this Nazi murderer.
He's a handsome white Aryan male, a great commander, a leader of men. Dear God. And clearly wearing a Nazi uniform. I know. Why they would put that up with, yeah. you know. You can see the insignia. It's a Nazi. On the Department of Defense's Facebook page in a positive light. Well, we're rewriting history to suit the white nationalists who happen to be in power at the moment. They're in the White House. They're in the White House. <sighs> the couple of sets. Okay. So, um, guys, I, if there, if tonight, if, if 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 these marches scheduled for tonight are supposed to be an indication of how upset we Americans are by what's happening in this country, I would like to know why I have seen nothing about these marches in the papers I read today, except I one saw column. I in the Washington Post. That's the only way I knew. The only and way I, I know is M Michelle Goldberg, Susan, d does a piece um, in the New York Times saying on Tuesday, that's today, guys, March for Impeachment. It's at 5.30, wherever you are. There's one in every state. Um, but when I checked the Chicago thing, they were it, they sort of said, yeah, it's supposed to be here, but no one really knows about okay. it, and blah, 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 blah. Well, then, know? okay, get so ready. what I'm telling people, and, and here's what we can all do. If you can't find them, just go outside at 5.30. Make yourself a sign. <laughs> just, no, but you got to go someplace everybody. public. you got to be out. public. And that, I'm telling people here, it's in front of the city county building on Grant Street at 5:30. There's also one I believe in Mount Lebanon, but it would be better if everybody showed at the same point to make a big crowd. God damn it. How are we supposed to prevail if we won't even get off our asses, get out of our houses on a cold rainy, snowy night. Well, for one thing, we need to stop just uh, accepting the Republican narrative that no one's behind this. In fact, all of the polls say that there are more people in favor of impeachment than not. In fact, his numbers are going down and down. In fact, everything that they're saying is not true. The American people are not happy. They do want him out. Republicans are not happy. They do want him out. So all we have to do is stop listening to their lies and accepting their narrative. Get off your asses. Get outside tonight at 530. I don't care where you go. Just get outside with a sign, hold up a torch and say, I'm here and start screaming loud and proud and make a march wherever you are. Pour into the streets. Yeah, but it's easier to see us if we're collective. Be in it front of the city county say, building. If you don't I have had to go, just go. I I mean, I tell you, I have no friend who has contacted me and said, "Are you going tonight?" Um, that tells me something and it's not good. Um, I don't know what your problem. I don't want to let me tell you. I don't want to go. I'd like to stay home and cuddle with I my don't dog. Go to downtown. No, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. I will be there. And damn it. I actually put something up on Facebook today, you know, the, the showing this, you know, saying no excuse, up, out, go. You know, Goldberg in this piece points out something so true. She points out that whenever media talk about the average American voter, they are talking about a white, rural, or Midwestern, suburban person, right? A Republican. Yeah. That's what they always do. And in fact, Dan Rather said something, because he's been noticing it too, and it's, dri it's driven him insane, um, and he put it, he put it well. 
fuck? Nothing works in here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am so upset. I I can't even see straight. Um, here's what Dan Rather says: a friendly reminder to some of my colleagues in the press. When doing stories on average voters, let's try to have that phrase accurately represent the increasingly urban and diverse reality of the America of 2019, and not only people you find in country di in county country diners. And somebody else says, no. Every time they talk about an average voter, it's some mega hat wearing. Or um, you know, former KKK member, or um, a blonde woman tell. in a in a in a yeah. you know Confederate flag bikini. That is who media see as the average voter. Tell me if you've ever seen a story on the average voter that shows anybody other than a white person. Huh? Never. No, and I mean. It, when when the uh, de, the uh, congresswoman from Detroit who announced that she was going to vote for impeachment, you know, and if yes. this kills her career, it does, but it's the right thing to do. Shotkin. So I was watching the news reports on that, and they interviewed one man, described exactly as you just did, who surprise surprise was not going to vote for her. Right. That's all they, they do. One person. And it, right. That's all they do. And so, even though the majority, as Susan said, of Americans want this president impeached, the news treats those of us who want him impeached as some kind of a uh, elitist fringe, even though we constitute more people in this country. Um, She, Goldberg goes on to say, tonight, across America, is an opportunity for the majority of Americans, the anti-Trump America, to be seen, because the media won't show us. Yeah, we, we, have, we mustn't be the silent majority any longer. We have to be visible. And so... All of the people who have said, geez, what's wrong with us? Look at Hong Kong. Look at uh, Chile. Look at, uh, geez, everywhere. Sudan, Venezuela, Libya. I mean, everywhere you look, people are in the streets. But not here. Yeah, well, maybe it's cold outside. Yeah. And now, we've got Christmas shopping to do. There are certain things that are more important, you know, really. She says this. Think back about how bleak the day Trump's inauguration was and then remember the exhilaration of the next day when millions of us showed up and marched in Washington DC the largest single day of protest in American history and obviously that ain't happening tonight but she points out this is true Local television news is still where many people get their news. Local television news damn well better cover the city-county building tonight, and I would imagine will. Um, and that message that is, can be put out on news is how many of us there are. Not the MAGA hat wearing zombies that are forever getting coverage. If you want the voice of the anti Trump America to be heard, then get off your ass and get to the city county building tonight. No excuses. None. I'm sorry, I'm losing it. Well, I feel the same way. I mean, I was <laughs> I was rabble rousing at seven o'clock this morning. Kristen says I saw on my local paper's Facebook page about the protest in our area 
Of course, there were several posts then by people who said they were going to the rally to take pictures of the protesters and smear them all over social media. Yeah, because they're they're bully thugs. So what, we're going to be afraid? No. No. I mean, you know, right, you know, another story in the paper today is how the guy that um, sent a, um, a the reporter with uh, um, uh, epilepsy a yeah, yeah. gift to uh, cause a... Epileptic uh, seizure, yeah. An epileptic seizure, and in fact did, and in fact the guy would have found, would have died if his wife didn't found him, and has been charged with assault and is going to trial. Good. And the um, and the epilepsy foundation, whose own pages have been, uh, these people are just awful. I mean, they sent them to the epilepsy foundation, trying to you know page so that people that went there would get. Uh, you know, what is with these people? And then they go, oh, maybe we'll kill one today. Let's cause a seizure. Well, they're going after all of them. So, you know, go ahead. You do what you're going to do. But we are a nation of laws, and we're going to come back and get you. You aren't going to get us. We're going to get you. Susan talked about uh, Congresswoman uh, Elisa Slotkin, who uh, represents a district, uh, I guess, northwest of Detroit, which has been reliably Republican. However, uh, in 2016, no, 2018, right? Yeah. Right, in outrage. Uh, she she was um, elected, a Democrat <laughs> elected in that district. Uh and so she is a first-term Democratic congressperson who really wrestled with what to do. She, as Susan said, showed up at her um, town and hall. She, and she's brave. She, an, she announces this and then has a town hall. And so the, the crazies were there shouting her down throughout. Um, they were screaming at her CIA hack. This is a woman who, before she ran for elective office, was uh, a CIA analyst uh, and worked in Afghanistan as well. And those are generally people that you think Republicans look up to for their, oh, yeah. for their service. But no longer. To work for the CIA now in this... Republican Party that exists, the Trump Republican Party, is to be part of the deep state, is to be somehow yeah, well, a these traitor. Well, folks aren't Republicans. I don't think we well, should they, call them Republicans. Well, no, they've got to because I, the party's got to go down. They can't slide away from this. This is what the Republican Party has become. This is them. Yeah, this is what it's become. But they, I mean, it almost it gives it lends them. A, a, a cover of respectability that they do not deserve. Well, listen, These people are actively trying to overthrow our government, and I think we ought to just talk about it in those terms. Let's talk about a Republican, that, the Republicans that used to exist and still are alive in part. One is 96 years old. He wrote a piece in today's New York Times. His name is William Webster. And mm -hmm. as he said, he had the privilege of being the only American in history to serve as both the director of the FBI and the director of the CIA. And this 96-year-old Republican is frightened. And he says he actually speaks about the fact that right now, in this country he loves and has served, there is a dire threat. Dire threat. And it's the Republican Party. Dire threat to the rule of law in the country I love, he says. The integrity of the institutions that protect our 
civil order is under assault. And it's under assault from people whose job it should be to protect them. He's talking about the President of the United States and all of those who support him. Yeah, and uh, as we speak, McConnell is accusing the Democrats of a slapdash impeachment inquiry. He who says that they're going to have the trial in two weeks, maybe not call any witnesses, and uh, he's already made up his mind. And he's coordinating with the White House, meaning with the White House as right, the ju- right, as a right. juror, he's a juror, right? That he's right. coordinating well, yeah, with it, the defendant. I mean, they're the, all create. They are all committing impeachable offenses. That's right. Every single one of them. And Webster in this actually goes after the attorney general as well. Um, and Giuliani, who he called his one-time friend. The country can ill afford to have a chief law enforcement officer, that's the attorney general, dispute the Justice Department's own independent inspector general's report and claim that an FBI investigation was based on a bogus narrative. I mean, this guy can't believe what he's seeing. He said, in my nearly 96 years... I have seen our country rise above extraordinary challenges. You can tell he's not sure we're going to do it this time. And I know. Well, who can be sure it's in the future? Susan, I'm telling you, there's land up there in Canada. I know, I know, I know. They don't want us. I don't give a shit if they don't want us. Also looking at Scotland. Yeah, well, it's going to be underwater. Not all of it. You don't go on the coast. Oh. Uh, Everybody put on their woolens and go outside tonight. That's all I'm saying. Here's a little story that was uh, in the paper today. You know, those tax credits, you're doing your taxes. You know, well, Trump's big signature achievement, the, his tax cut. <laughs> the tax cut, in which he doubled the federal child tax credit. You know, it used to be you got $1,000 per kid, right? Yeah. He changed it to 2000 Yay! Yeah. All right! That sounded really good. Guess what? Nobody gets it. No. Only rich people get it. Only rich people get it. No, poor people. Let's just say this. People who need it most, people who struggle to feed those children, they don't get it. However, the credit is available to families earning as much as $400,000 a year. Um, However, somebody, uh, let's say a single working mom, struggling left and right, who manages to scrape together $15,000 a year to feed her two children and keep a roof over their house, she gets butkus. Actually, no. Let me be honest. She doesn't, she gets an increase of $75 a year. What they did was they... They tied it backwards to they tied it backwards so if you're poor they they did it exactly backwards so instead of making it high at the low end and low at the high end they did it the other way rich people get more poor people get less they tied it to income that's right so that doesn't make sense the lower your income the The higher yeah you should get Right. But they did it as they tied it to income exactly right. wrong because they're idiots. Excuse no, me. because they're cruel. Because well, they're cruel. they hate poor people. Um, well, it's a character flaw of poverty. Apparently. So here's what they say because they've done now people, researchers at Columbia University have crunched the numbers since the tax cut, and they say 
35% of American children do not receive the $2,000 tax credit because their parents earn too little. Too little. Right. What kind of... Among those excluded from the full credit are half of Latinos, 53% of blacks, and 70% of children with single mothers. This is, again, this is the kind of thing that Republicans run on to be reelected. How wonderful they are. They always help those who need it least and kick people who are down. But what's so perverse, Lynn, is that they've done this forever, and and their supporters know it. They know that they aren't going to benefit from this, but somehow they believe that they're that they're going to win the lottery. And then these all of these rules for rich people will be for their benefit too. Okay. Because if they had all of that money, they'd want to keep it. I want to uh, remind people that I'm I'm not looking at my usual mail. I'm looking at Cullen Show at Yahoo. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob wants to know if we saw the OK sign at the Army Navy. I've seen. I yeah. didn't. I didn't watch it, but yes, I saw it. Yes. The, and the uh, Army's having an investigation. Yeah, Investigate all, all you want. The Army is a white nationalist army at this point. Well, they, they certainly need to, they need to address this. Certainly have a lot of uh, apparently white nationalists in their ranks, and the fact that 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 Facebook story with that Nazi, if that doesn't become a big story, I'm going to scream. Heads need to roll about that. Heads really need to roll. Stay tuned. It's going to get better, and they're going to quick rewrite at the end. No. Somebody was um, either fully supporting this or really asleep at the switch. And heads should roll. Either way. Oh, man. Okay. Just, uh... I mean, how many dead Americans with their faces down in the water... And what? this is what and this is what they put up. Who are you talking about? I'm I'm talking about the Battle of the Bulge. Oh, yeah. Okay, the the Battle of the Bulge from our point of view. Yes. Yeah. Not the Nazi point of view, which for some reason was how this unit at Fort Bragg decided it would tell the Battle of the Bulge story and even say that the Nazi murdering war criminal had a good first day and was a great leader. I, I, I will say it again. Anyone who is not scared, anyone who is in any way downplaying or pushing aside concerns about what's happening in this country right now and the danger we are in, the imminent danger, the dire situation, the the right-on-the-edge behavior. (laughs) If you don't see it, then you're part of the problem. Well, what's amazing to me is, I mean, so we know that this president now has, um, on average, uh, put out lies or misleading facts every single day, on average, every single day of his presidency. He cannot tell the truth. He's, he's incapable he of it. He cannot tell the he truth. He cannot. It's just one lie out of another. And so, therefore, all of his followers now proclaim, their, what's truth? I mean, if, if you watch this devolve, it's amazing. You... People actually, oh, well, you know, truth is relative. That's your truth. No, no, it's true. Do you remember, you know, it wasn't too long ago when Republicans were always calling our side relativists? Oh, that we didn't, yeah. 
and now they're saying truth right is relative yes okay so we, we do we have a caller want to let the caller in here if they're still there are they there? Yeah, please, before I have a heart attack. I know. Both Susan and I are fl- flirting with bad blood pressure <laughs> readings right now. Hello. Good morning. Is this show as upbeat as yesterday's? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, it's angrier than yesterday. Yesterday's was despair and grief, and today's is rage. Well, just so you know, I went to the hardware store. And um, they're sold out of razor blades. <laughs> well, that cheered me up. <laughs> uh, but there was plenty of booze at the liquor store. All right, well, that too. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, did, did I hear, I don't know if it was one of you or maybe it was a friend of mine that said that um, Canada won't, really won't take people after 52 because... Yeah. The healthcare situation. They don't want old people coming and using their health care. That's right. That's true. Because um, uh, I've got some really good contacts up there. <laughs> and, and places to live. Okay, but I'm thinking, I think, what I don't know how old you are, but I mean, I'm thinking, and, uh, and others in my family are thinking, not about our generation, but about the younger ones in our family. Well, that works out good for my daughter because she married a woman from Canada, so they could both get dual citizenship. Mm. Um, so maybe, maybe that's something for them. Okay, well, the hell with me. Um, right. We fortunately are going to die soon. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Those poor kids. Um, anyway, um, it seems, seems like somebody keeps saying that um, – that the only thing to stop the son of a bitch is a recession. And as terrible as that sounds, maybe that's true. And well, I'm wondering if, if Brexit is going to, I think there's going to be fallout once that really happens. Don't you? Brexit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the UK is, the UK is, um, is, uh, is having a foot race with us to the bottom. Who can, who can go down first? And I, it looks like uh, they might win. They might but, win, but if they if they if they go if they finally sever ties, which oh my God, really soon. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, that is that. Is, I mean, you know, and I, you don't want bad things to happen, but maybe we need to hit bottom first yeah. to finally wake up. And and if that happens, and, and the economy is in the shitter in the next few months, is that our way out? And is that an awful thing to think? I don't know. I don't think it's an awful anything that works. I'm for anything that'll um, save us, right? And anything. And I, you know, and frankly, I felt guilty about being able to benefit from all of this crap that he has done. To, you know, you know, I mean, my I have stocks. They've gone way, 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 way up. I mean, anybody that has a few stocks has seen that. And um, I don't even want it. I'd happy to. I'm happy to give it back. And then some. And then some. Well, that... I'd give all my treasure to get my country back. If you want to know the truth. Yeah. Oh well. So Are anyway. Patriot or something. Why? Yeah, I just. I mean, you know, if I've learned one thing in the last few years, it's how much I love my country. How much I counted on that identity to make me feel safe. Susan? You like when it's gone. Okay. Yeah? No, you just drop out every once in a while. That's okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Okay. No, do I. Hmm. All right. Well, <clears throat> putting that out there. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, I felt so, I felt so proud years ago. When we, I thought that, you know, with Obama, that we we we, mm. we, we, we climbed, we, we made a step forward. But boy, what a one step terrible. forward, two steps back. And and then, do, do either of you watch The Watchmen on HBO? I no. I I am going to start because quite clearly that was uh, I haven't done it. I I will end up binge watching it um, over the holidays. 
it's I, just so funny because you know they, they they talk about you know this is not a spoiler, but basically, um, I think Richard Nixon gets five terms as huh. president. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they and they show that they show the main characters, and I know them all. I mean, I can look at them, and they do a really good job. Like there's McLaughlin, and there's there's Kissinger, and there's there's all these major characters that we recognize from the uh-huh. early seventies. And I'm sitting there with my family members, and nobody knows who the hell any of these people are. And just, I can just look at them and say, I know who that is, yep. and they do the really good job <clears throat> as to playing the role. But it is. You know, I just happened, I happened, (coughs) excuse me, upon it, Um, you know, mid-show, who knows what episode, and I was so taken by how beautifully it was shot, and the, I I, I stopped and, and, and got sucked in, even though I didn't have a clue what was going on, and that's when I thought, oh boy, this is good, I'll have to binge watch it. Uh, the first season ended what last week or this week and um, yeah it it ended Sunday but I didn't my wife and I didn't see it um, okay but one thing we did do this weekend was we watched the um, there was a movie that came out about ten years ago and in I because I didn't read the comic books of it but watching the movie after seeing the first you know maybe before you watched the finale. Watch the movie just because it gives you perspective on more of the characters. Because right now you're, we're, I'm, we're watching in a vacuum, watching the show, and not that it diminished it, but then watching the movie. Oh, that's that character. Oh my God, that that's character. Because the movie takes place back in the '80s, and the show takes place now. Mm-hmm. And it, and and watch. So anyway, just, just okay. Thought, that's all. Okay. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. All right. Everybody have a good day. Yes, you too. Yeah, yeah. Cheer up. Go Bye. for a march around 530. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Yes, thanks for the update on razor blades and liquor. <laughs> it reminds me of my favorite store uh, in Door County, Wisconsin, uh, that was a hardware liquor store. And I would always look at my husband and say, let's go get a screwdriver. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a bicycle gun shop in uh, in In, Green Bay. In Green Bay. I was, you know, I was sitting here trying to remember what's that gun shop that also is something else. That's what it is. That's right. It's a bicycle gun shop on uh, Mason Street. Near the old Crolls. Yeah, near the old Crolls on the east side, right? And I went right. by it once and thought, what the, f- what, what it just flat out says, doesn't it? Bicycle gun shop. For <laughs> guns and it's bikes. Like, I don't know. Or a liquor like, store. Yeah, right. It's like, of course. <laughs> no. Who wouldn't think that was a good idea? Jeez. Power tools and a bottle of vodka. Yeah. Okay, so I now, okay, some relief. Uh... There, oh, I said, so, oh, no, it's on my, did you see the, um, somebody was selling a, a holiday sweater? What, the Santa Claus snorting cocaine? Snorting cocaine. Let it snow, let it snow. Let, let it, it snow, snow, let it snow, let it snow, right. And that got, that got recalled. Um, or That got Walmart in trouble. Yeah. Oh, that was a Wal- Walmart selling that, right. Santa doing lines of cocaine. But. In the Washington Post today, and I'll have to find it on my phone because I can't, don't have access to my page. Um, not the weather, you idiot. No, um, the, oh, the whole thing about awful Christmas sweaters? Yes, I loved it. So it turns out that, you know, Christmas sweaters, holiday sweaters, um, the ugly sweater thing, that's a relatively new thing. I mean, that didn't used to be what it what it was about it, they said you know the holiday sweater started with like it'd be like a grade school teachers right and uh you know right, w- right. wearing these you know gear your you know your aunt who bakes seven thousand dozen cookies and stuff and and now it's become because this is you know america and we don't do anything half-assed except things like infrastructure and uh taking care of our um, the least of us and that kind of stuff. But when it comes to commercialism, we are over the top. And so now these sweaters, 
my God, have you seen some of it? They have these things like Santa Claus is this disgusting, dirty old man. The elves are all... They, there's ones with Santa Claus urinating in the snow, spelling, uh, you know, yellow, you know, yellow snow, uh, s- uh, saying uh, "Merry Christmas" uh, in cursive, um, or pooping down a chimney, <laughs> or looking leering out from the sweater, saying, "Hey, I got a big package for you." <laughs> Yeah, um, the elves are, you know, so, I mean, the the Washington Post say, um, from the looks of things, all of December is becoming a 31-day-long kegger. And Mrs. Claus should consider uh, hiring a divorce attorney. Uh you can't imagine. They start, they're already doing the ones for next year. They're already working on them in Chinese sweat uh, shops. Uh, here's a woman who, who does these. She has one, she designed one of Jesus breakdancing. I don't know. What's happened to us? Susan, are you there? I'm here. What's happened to us is uh, is the internet. I mean, really, it, because every, anybody's voice is as loud as anybody else's. And it says, uh, "Well, and, here's what it is. Here's no. Here's what it is. Because you're right. The here's somebody who understands how our world works now. The edgier, the more controversial it is, the more attention it gets." So the higher it ranks when you go looking online for holiday sweaters, so controversial, tasteless, raunchy things uh, are always going to rise to the top in our current uh, capitalist, technological America. And that's that. We've got a caller. Caller, go ahead. Thank God. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike. I had a holiday party this weekend, and I went online two or three weeks ago to look for a Christmas sweater. I was like, oh, I don't have anything to wear. Maybe I'll get a Christmas sweater. And I could not find one that was not Raunchy. an ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah, yeah. Or that wasn't um, I couldn't fi- tasteless. No, I couldn't find any sweater, like a red sweater with you know, sparkly piping or uh, – well- Sweater with a nice Christmas tree on. You couldn't. There is nothing but ugly Christmas sweaters. Because it's a thing so, now. I thought it was me. Maybe I waited too long. Yeah. Or... No, it's a thing. No, you're just going to have to go for a simple V-neck red cashmere. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Go for taste. <laughs> yeah. What about ties? Because there are Christmas ties too. I have a Christmas tie, but I didn't want to wear a tie. Are there only ugly Christmas ties now? Probably. Probably. But the problem being not as many because no one wears a tie anymore. That's true, yeah, too. That's, true. That's, why I didn't, that's why I didn't wear it to the party. Right. So did other people have ugly sweaters or nice sweaters? No, no. But several people, <coughs> well, one person said to me like two hours before the party, what do I wear? which annoyed me because who calls the host two hours before and asks for wearing instructions. So I said, didn't you get the invite? It's black tie only. See you soon. (laughs) You. (laughs) I am amazed at how people have no understanding of how a party works now. Somebody was an hour early. An hour early? No, an hour early. Did they? What did you do with them? I said, hey, I got stuff to do. Um, here's a drink. That was and actually I an her. etiquette. That was an etiquette uh, uh, question that I read today. What you know is being on if is being on time rude? I have a friend that says come 15 minutes early, and the answer was you don't go to a party early. That's when you're uh, checking the food and finding your shoes and going to the bathroom right before someone comes. You no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I think it's because people don't she was she's never been a hostess. 
because no hostess would do that to another hostess. She called <laughs> 10 minutes before 6 and said, I'm on my way, but I forgot your address. <laughs> and I said, well, I'll give you the address, but it's an hour. It's at 7. She was like, oh, I'm really close. And oh I wanted God. to say, well, some good that invitation did. <laughs> well, right? She got the time wrong and didn't know the address. So I think it's because people don't know don't throw parties now. They don't know well, no, to bring no, a hostess gift. I mean, having, having just been involved with the wedding, let me tell you that people don't pay attention to the invitations. I have on my iPad a picture of every single part of the invitation so that I could text a picture of the invitation back to the 4,000 people that asked me for all the information three times. I was one of them. You just, yes, you are. <laughs> well, <laughs> Did yeah, you get but... A picture? Did you get a picture of it? <laughs> yeah, I think I have a picture of an invitation somewhere in my on my phone. Well, and said. the other thing was is that that invitation said formal attire. I know, and which was that, confusing. That generated six million questions. Well, as it should. Formal attire. Yeah. Do I have to wear a? Uh, uh, do I have to wear a? Uh, a tux. A, um, a tuxedo, and I said, no, that's black tie. Formal means take a shower and don't wear Bermudas. <laughs> Again. I think it's because someone never threw a wedding or someone never had a party because you would not do that to somebody who did that to you. Right? <laughs> no, I would never be so, a coward early. You so you're never no. call and say, what's your address? So are you going to give I know a, what it's like an hour before a party. So did you have a, it's like to throw a wedding. So, Mike, did you have right. a good time at your party? No. <laughs> um... I are said, you going to do it? I'm doing it again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, are because you doing it again next year? So, I beg your pardon? You're not doing it again next year. No, probably not. I did it two years ago, and then I did it this year, and now I know why I didn't do it last year, because the memory of the thing. Like, So I have a dog. He is very well behaved. But I keep him in the car, which is right outside my door. He has a sweater on. It's Christmas. He's in a car. By himself, it was 50 degrees, and several guests forced me to let him come into the house halfway through the party. So for the rest of the party, I'm like, Kipper, no, down. Go to your mat. Hey, no. <laughs> so my whole enjoying myself was about how to keep my dog acting like a good citizen. I would have so been, I you know what? Said, I would have been one of the guests to say, bring the dog in, because I would have rather spent time with the dog. <laughs> right. <clears throat> you wouldn't have been a good guest, right? No, I wouldn't. Because a good guest doesn't put pressure <clears throat> on the host. Because, well, listen, I just prefer canine company to uh, human company. She would have it's been not your party. Then you know what? Ah! You fucking throw a party and have it rammed with a million dogs on furniture eating shit out of people's hands. This is my party. And in this party, you get a glass, you get a drink in a glass, not a can. And a dog isn't nipping at your heels or climbing on your lap. So if you want a party like that, you get a party. So again, I don't think people have ever thrown parties. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Be of good cheer, Mike. It is the season. <laughs> God. I got that off my chest. Yeah, I, can, I can't I, tell I, any I of my guests that. <laughs> I do, and I can't tell any of my guests that because then I'm just Jeez. a dick. No, you just unloaded it all on me, who wasn't even invited. No, well, you got the, it. You deserved is, it because you brought up the dog. <laughs> right, but was, was your party not your party? Did everybody else enjoy your party aside from you? Yes, it was okay. lovely, and everybody it was happy. Lovely, and right. okay. It was lovely, right? Okay. It was lovely. Yes. So you somebody know, has I, to start throwing parties too. Um, yeah. Well, I was always the party thrower. Yeah. And, you know, Susan so is now. I now I don't do it anymore. I just you know. Well, the other thing about it? parties is nobody RSVPs, right? Right. Well, one of the reasons is because I moved away from everybody I know. So. <laughs> no, but people don't RSVP. You never know. Yeah, you give a, a party and you don't know yeah, how many are some coming. Some people did and didn't come too. So. Oh, okay. So that. Would, I don't even care about that. I just. I just care that when you come, number one, you have a hostess gift, not because I want a gift, just because it's etiquette, that you come on time or a little late, 
that you hold your drink appropriately. I even have games for people to play. So wait a minute, stop, anyway. Mike. And remind me never yeah. to come to one of your parties because I'd be nervous. <laughs> so wait a minute. Did you just say hold your drink right? Say what? That Did... means that means if you're drinking a red wine out of a stemmed glass, your your palm should not be around the the bowl. It should be on the stem. Are you kidding? No, that means when I hand you a drink in a glass, you don't say, "Why can't I drink this out of a can?" Oh my God, that's minimal. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I changed the subject, right? We didn't talk about front Trump for the last ten minutes. That's yeah, true. Good. Well, but we like, change. Yeah, yeah, I, I change. No, no, no. You do not get credit for changing the subject. I change the subject to ugly sweaters. <laughs> so, All right. Give credit He's where credit. Goodwill to uh, everyone. Yeah, and you know what? Have a goddamn merry Christmas, okay? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> In the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Uh, all right. But I want to just say there was one thing that I read today that I just thought was spectacular. Did you read the thing about the uh, the new prophetic devices that um, can communicate directly with your brain so that you can – so if it's a hand with fingers and you're picking up an egg, you can yeah. feel the egg. No, I didn't see this. I, I know this is becoming, yes, doable. Um, I mean, just to make where was that piece? No, I didn't see it. Um, well, yeah, I, but isn't that I, isn't I, that I, something? I mean, that really is. It's getting to be a. Uh, it'll people will have. That's see. That's the good part of technology that it can do that kind of thing. But overall, but, and then I, I, <laughs> but on the same on this and the same. I think it was the post again. There was an article about DIY diabetes. Uh, yeah. machines because uh, big pharma isn't all that interested or in getting you know in really making things work that right so the people that have these things with children and everything are doctoring the devices so that they work at you know, they work and there's a whole group of people out there that teach you how to you know do these things and it's just um you know, it's just amazing. On the one hand, the ingenuity of folks and their ability to help themselves, and on the other hand, how uh, big big corporations are who who uh, we we let do all this stuff are not acting in our best interests. You know, period. Well, that's <sighs> never been their intent. They act in their oh. interest, Susan, and right, in right. their and shareholders' interests. Taking billions of dollars and putting in Europe and, fi and declaring bankruptcy. Okay, oh. so, okay, Susan, let us all yeah. now take a deep cleansing breath. <sighs> As I recall, cleansing breaths came along with labor pains. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so listen, we we really are we're we're out of time. I wanna thank God we ended up laughing at the end. It's laughter, if laughter goes, I'm I'm finished, and I am going for the yep. razor blades. Me yeah. too. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. So um, okay, so uh, I'm being asked like how long? So we've got two more shows that we're doing here tomorrow and Thursday, and then. The next show we do will be in the new year, the first Monday, right, of the new year, and we'll be doing it from a new place, I think. I think that's it. So, yeah. Good luck. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. Um, so, okay, Suze, thank you. Okay, I just hope it's not heaven, Lynn. What? I don't know what your are The new place. Oh. Anyway. Oh. No. No. Okay. No. Goodbye. Um, Goodbye. See what? you outside somewhere at 530, right? right? You betcha. Okay. Will do. Okay. Outside. Bye. 530. Bye, Suze. Outside. City County Building tonight, 530. Be there. For God's sake. I mean, unless you're just full of hot air. Okay? Be there. Okay. Do it. 
Bye. There. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.